I'm dreaming a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten Children listening Paralleled in the snow Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Little tight carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows Some tofu turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes on the glow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child it's gonna spy, see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering a simple phrase. Kids from one to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Felice Navidad to you. It's a collection of color we can possibly uncover. If you could paint the groove underneath your color, sometimes it's kind of hard to find when you think you've lost your mind. Being weird was cool the whole time
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
I've seen a lot of people go like after 10 years, they just got so tired or they realized this is where I'm going to live for the rest of my life because that's who I am. I'm a city person. Um, so yeah, I'm like expecting to feel important things, <laughs> but I don't know how I feel yet. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen at 10 years, but I grew up in the Bay area, but actually living in the city coming up on a decade and it's different. It's, it's different living here than anywhere else. Uh, and I do like it a lot better. I grew up in the suburbs and I don't, I don't want to live there again. You said you were in the East Bay. You're from the mm-hmm. East Bay. Walnut, Walnut Creek. Yes. That's, wow. That's nice though. It's nice, but it's a little hot. I, I lived there when I was really young. So I feel like I don't, I don't like it out there, but also those memories may be tainted by going through, you know, puberty and like adolescence, the hardest time of your life. I don't think anybody enjoys those years. So, so. all these time, all this time in adolescence, you were a singer songwriter during that whole time. huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually time capsule. I definitely, I wrote my first song before I was 13 and, uh, I don't, I don't remember some of those songs that I wrote back then, but there is one that survived and I distinctly remember writing it when I was, I had to have been 12. Um, I remember playing it with the, the band, quote unquote, a band, um, I think we only got together for one talent show at middle school. But yeah, I I played that song with a band in seventh grade. So I would have been 13 when it was already written. So it's got to be my oldest song. And it's on the album. (laughs) I decided to record it and like fill it out and have the full band treatment and uh, put on the record. And oh, wow, what a throwback. Yeah. So see if you can listen to the album because you got a download code for the digital release that's not public yet. But see if you can figure out which one is is my oldest song. I'm feeling pretty uh pretty special right now to have this code. Yeah. So I see this um this song. Oh, is it uh, Capricorn? That's the album. That's the album. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah. So we're gonna. Have- listen to one of the songs from uh, the album, which I'm really excited for the listeners to hear. Um, I know, yeah, your background, we'll get into that a little bit more. We have an exciting hour ahead of us. So um, here is a listen in on Alice in Wonder Band. the 
Wow. Well, that was uh, quite a song. You have an amazing voice. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I know that uh, I think the first time that I met you was at uh, an open mic. Cafe International. Yeah, I remember that. It was um, it was a Friday night. Yep. Clyde Always right Show now. hosting. Yeah, Clyde Always. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, so I mean, what was the first open mic that you ever went to? trying to remember what it was called it was i was maybe 15 14 um in high school um and uh my friend took me to an open mic um in high school i actually i lived in group homes and uh and so it was my one of my counselors uh at the group home she wanted to take me to uh this open mic in sebastopol which is where I lived then. Um, so Sebastopol, I don't know if you know where that is. West Sonoma County, a couple hours north oh, of yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Very familiar. Cute little town. I've heard some stories. Yeah. Oh, was it Coffee it's Cats? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Full of hippies. Hunters and hippies. It's an interesting combination. <laughs> yep. Those are the people I went to high school with. Um, well, actually, those were their parents. And then <laughs> I feel like our generation was such a mix, you know. Um but uh yeah, I think it was called Coffee Cats. It was a it was a little cafe off of Highway 12. I don't even remember what day they did the open mics, but yeah, she um it was my advocate Con- Kendra and um and she's like, you know, I love to play music all the time. I was already I already had been playing music and writing songs by that point, so she's like, "Let's go." And uh and it was yeah, it totally opened my whole world cuz ever since then I've loved open mics. Um, I opened or I started my own open mic at, um, at a little cafe in Guerneville where I was living my junior and senior year of high school. And, um, that cafe, it was called coffee bazaar. Oh, wow. Like B-A-Z-A-A-R. Wow. I wonder if it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. I don't, the open mic isn't, I had some friends who tried to keep it up after, like after I graduated high school, I didn't keep doing the open mic. Um, but it wasn't, 
long after high school, it might've been while I was still in high school that I visited Bizarre Cafe for the first time, which you know Bizarre Cafe, but not everyone listening might. So got to bring up Bizarre. Um, Yeah, it's a great spot. And it's where I host an open mic now, (laughs) currently. Um, And that cafe has been there for 21 years doing an open mic I think every Thursday the whole time like always on Thursdays so we have open mic every Thursday now and I'm usually hosting uh, I have a whole community of friends that are down to host sometimes too um, but yeah the first time I went to Bizarre Cafe was to see a friend play a show and then found out that they had an open mic and I started going to that and that was back in 2005 oh, wow. or yeah and I, I mean, I was definitely already connected to it because it's like Coffee Bazaar, Bazaar Cafe. Like, it's the same thing. They're both spelled the same way, except different time traveling forms of coffee. And um, and so that place that I've lived in for almost a decade is next door to Bazaar Cafe. Because when I moved to San Francisco and I was looking for apartments, like I wanted to live in the Richmond because I knew I liked that neighborhood partially because of Bizarre Cafe and other people who lived there. And then I interviewed at an apartment that was literally next door to Bizarre Cafe, and I've been there ever since. So. It all feels it makes sense, like, from Bizarre to Bizarre. And <laughs> I'm being, very Bizarre. Being the wonder band, I'm seeing the stars aligning here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's just, um, there's so many, yeah. It's really fun. I, I really do love Bizarre Cafe. Was it on 20th in California? 21st. 21st 21st Avenue. That um, that back patio is unreal. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And it's, it's so peaceful. And that's almost a, a downside to for the cafe because we have this beautiful garden, but nobody knows it's there unless they go in. Um, Because from the street, it just looks like this little hole in the wall. But it's actually this pretty sizable cafe with a gigantic garden that, especially on sunny days, which is rare in the Richmond, but on sunny days, it's where you want to be. Yeah. And uh, no covers, though. That's good. (laughs) Keep it real. Keep it bizarre. I mean, that's part of what I love about it. Like, I I was listening to your show from last week. With um, the Kevin Madrone yeah. open mic host and like kind of talking about how each open mic has their own special quality and definitely something that I always liked about Bizarre Cafe when I started showing up, it made me want to keep showing up because they do signups for the next week. So most open mics, you show up the night of and you got to sign up, you got to show up kind of early, sign up, get on the list and it's just kind of. they go through the list or you know a lot of places have a lottery and there's upsides and downsides of that but what's so cool about bizarre and also there's upsides and downsides but what i think is really cool is that you show up at the open mic that night and then you can sign up for next week and then you can kind of have a rough idea of when you're going to play so that you know, life is hectic and crazy and sometimes it's hard to get out there. So, you know, oh, I can come early. I signed up early and I don't have to stay up too late or I can come later 
um, even though I get off work and I know I'll be able to play because I signed up last week. And so every time that I came to the open mic, I'd be like, well, I want to sign up for next week since I'm here. And then I was signed up. So I'm like, well, I got to go to the cafe next week and play the open mic. And then it would just keep, it would keep me going and it really creates a community there. And so, and with the no covers, that's something that a lot of cafes have to struggle with too, because a lot of the times that rule is put into place because of licensing issues for a small business to pay for licensing. Like there's all of these companies, BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, there's all these places asking for money from businesses to pay for the licensing. Um, and that way the artists can just show up and they can play anything. So it's on, it's on the onus of the business to pay for that. And it's just a lot of money. You have to pay so many companies. And when you're a small business, like that's, that's, that could make or break you. Like that could totally break you. Um, when like you can't even fit more than 30 people in there. So, um, so I don't really know what the status is at Bazaar. Like, we're taking care of that licensing thing. That's actually not an issue anymore, but that's, you know, that's the owner to deal with. I don't actually know. I know licensing can get really complicated, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we've established this tradition over a couple decades of having songwriters and poets and writers at this cafe and at this open mic. So we're going to keep the no covers rule. <laughs> Um, and we'll be, we'll loose, we'll be loose about it. It's the same way we were always loose that there was always public domain songs allowed because they're not, we don't have to worry about licensing. Um, but we still want to foster that creativity in people. We're a community of songwriters and we want to support songwriters and we want to support new people coming. We want to support people who are just dipping their toe into it. Um, that's something that we've really struggled with too, is the whole idea that like we're a small business, we can't afford a lot but we do feel like musicians should be paid for their time and for their music. But we, we put on free shows and we just pass the hat and, and have the musicians get paid through the tip jar. Um, but you know, maybe one day if the business grows, we can think of like, we want to, we want to actually pay musicians to play at this business. Uh, but right now it's like that's that also would break the business and so we're trying to gear it towards you know experienced musicians who who are out there able to get paid for shows they should do that you know they shouldn't settle for something like bizarre cafe they should go and get paid and so when i play at bizarre cafe i've been doing shows for so long now that i am at the point where it's like i can't afford to just do this for free this is now something i make a living off of and and so i'm not I'm not just doing this for free. I'm actually giving up something. I'm giving away my time. And so when I do play at Bizarre Cafe, it's rare and it's usually just the open mic. Uh, but it's also because I have something else I want to get out of it. I have something I want to experiment with. Um, and especially what we're hoping to get for performers at Bizarre Cafe is people who don't have experience performing, who don't know how many people will show up to their show. And so they can't really make any money off of it anyways. If they did play somewhere else that did have a cover, like not enough people would come and pay for that cover. So you know what? It's better to start with a free show and... You kind of build your, your audience. Exactly. Well, and also build your skills. Putting yeah. on shows, it's not as easy as people think it's going to be sometimes, I think. And promoting is the hardest part. So... 
Um, I know like everyone who works at the cafe now are musicians and artists. So I know pretty much everyone who would talk to someone who's playing a show at Bazaar would be trying to help them. Like we want to help them create a successful show. So whether it's trying to get our neighborhood out, you know, it's my neighborhood. I live, I live on that block. Um, but also just how do you, how do you get people interested in live music in the city in general? You know, as long as people are going out to experience live music or live poetry or comedy or any of the stuff that's out there, like then San Francisco remains a place where that stuff can be created. Cause I definitely know for me, it's really, really hard to create at all. It's been hard for me to put out this album. It's been stalled for a while. That's the life of a San Francisco resident. Yeah, I've been working two or three jobs for the last six years. And, you know, just trying to make ends meet is sometimes it overwrites anything else that I could do. So I don't write a lot of songs and I don't I don't do all of the painstaking stuff that I don't like doing, like, you know, filling out paperwork to make sure this album gets finished. Like that's really where I am now. It's recorded, it's mastered. I have all the plans, but it's all of that other stuff that is information that I don't, I don't know what it is. I have to figure out what it is. I have to figure out what, what I's I have to dot and what T's I have to cross. Like, I don't even know what those are. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, like an artist, you know, like a baker makes bread. And like you were saying, it's just like an artist should just be able to make art. And then your life should work, you know? Yeah. Uh, I see, you know, a lot of challenges here, you know, with that and the rent being so high. But Bizarre Cafe is just such a great outlet for mm-hmm. for something that you don't even need a PA system or anything. It's got this really... A great acoustic in there and there's something that is just so cool and so any of our listeners you should definitely if you haven't already uh check out the uh bizarre cafe open mic if you go the first time you could sign up for the next week which is really cool mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned every open mic has its own uh thing it does have a patio if you uh like to get your fresh air <laughs> That's where um, you like to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I never see you because I'm stuck inside hosting. Yeah. Oh, and if you show up the night of the open mic on Thursday, like I'll get you in too. There's an alternate list. So you will get to play. You just don't know when. You might have to wait around for it. It's a surprise. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I like surprises. Uh, yeah. So um, this album is really great. I got a chance to listen to it um, uh, a little bit. But uh, which. Which song you want to go to next? Uh, this one is called Bleed. You want to tell me something about it? Oh, this is a really old song too. Not not my oldest. It's not the one I wrote when I was 12. It's I wrote it in my 20s. Um and you'll hear references to being younger. Um the 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 name of the song is Bleed. It's not graphic. It's talking about that just that idea of losing track of time which is something that has haunted me my entire life and it doesn't get any easier as you get older it just kind of is like wait what what day it's almost 2020 like when did that happen (laughs) like time is going so fast and sometimes it feels like it's so slow and just that nebulousness of time it's incredible 
All right, we got Alice in Wonderband here on Mutiny Radio. That's a great track. 
Thank you. There's a whole team that put that together. Wow. How did you, who, where did you record this? Uh, I recorded this. Oh, it's playing the next one. Um, I recorded this uh, with Tommy P, 11th Avenue Records. He has actually stopped producing since then. But um, yeah, Tommy is, he's a local songwriter and engineer, and he was um, doing some great work in his home studio. Uh, I played in bands with him before, so I was like, I definitely want to work with you because... It was the first time I ever filled out these songs. I usually just played them by myself with an acoustic guitar or a piano. So I wanted to get that sound that you heard. That's, you know, it's got a lot more electronic instruments in it. And it's got that big drum sound. Yeah, which, it's got the blossomy kind of drum sound yeah, to it. Which, um, hopefully you can't tell, those are all programmed drums by Tommy P. Sounds like a real person. I know. He, he was, he's really good at that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's also... The guitar solo by Corey Harlan, if you remember Corey. Oh, yeah. Coco. He's in Boston now. Yeah, he's in Boston. Um, and then the the harmonies were sung by TJ Guardino, a really talented songwriter who I kind of knew tangentially. Um, I worked with his wife, and I don't think he lives in San Francisco anymore either. Um, but yeah, so I got to make sure to get all those people a copy of the album when it's pressed to vinyl. That's the That's the plan with it. Yeah, so you're on Bandcamp, and that uh, this is very uh, professionally done. That's really great. That's too bad he's still not in the recording business, huh? No, he just records himself. Yeah, you should hear his stuff. Uh, he records, uh, or he plays as the band Harlow's Monkeys, um, but you might still be able to find some Tommy P stuff out there. Uh, but I have all his old albums, and I... he's got that cute little dog too. Oh, Max! Oh, I love Max. Oh man. He's so well behaved. For a dog, yeah. You just sit on your shoulder while you're playing the guitar. <laughs> it's really awesome. The yeah, getting becoming a dog dad has definitely upped Tommy's performances because now he has he has that extra element to entertain everyone. A dog who doesn't love Max, right? Yeah, <laughs> Max is such a sweetheart. I was talking, I was joking around with someone the other day. I was like trying to decide. If I need a pet or a girlfriend, my <laughs> <laughs> old girlfriend takes care of itself. So I think that would be, I don't know, but that dog seems to be taking care of itself pretty well. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I forgot to mention, since I credited everyone on this track, the harmonies on the previous track, which was called Never Been, were um, Amanda and Juliana Salguero, who you may know as King Willow. Oh my god, I've heard them. I've seen them on a flyer. Yeah, they're yeah. great. They're so uh their voices are like butter. They just blend together so well. Um and I I can't remember now, but I probably had a little bit more Corey on that one. Definitely Tommy. Tommy and I played the bulk of the instruments on the album. So uh but I had some really cool guests. I remember going over to a house show at his place and that was a really mm. great experience. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the whole house show thing is really fun. Well, I've played a couple of your house shows. Those yeah, are that's fun too. awesome. We're doing our first one here at um, Muni Radio tomorrow. That's probably a better idea for December. <laughs> it's going to be a ball. Yeah. Nice. I know um, I heard uh, Pizza Dumpster announced that they were playing. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> They're planning to be here tomorrow. Yes. 
So. And so there are some of the bar- bizarre cafe um, folks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually two of my coworkers. Um, we're all baristas now at the cafe. Um, but I've known, uh, I've known Chris Mendoza. He's been performing as a solo songwriter for a long time. Um, and oh, everybody's so talented. Just like everybody I know is just so talented and I can't yeah, use well. enough about them. Uh, but yeah, they may and Chris met at bazaar and it's, I love like, yeah, you know, it's like how it brings people together. It's whether it's, you know, musically and artistically or romantically, like that's how Josh and Razan met at the bazaar cafe open mic. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I know. So, I, I agree. There's just so many folks, including yourself. It's like if you try to describe someone as like, you know, Allison Jones or Chris Mendoza as just being a guitar player, that I feel like that that's really, you know, selling you short. I mean, because I feel like most folks in that this community, in this underground kind of art community, are multi-talented, mm-hmm. that they could do anything, you know. Yeah, especially so. when we're all together. There's nothing we can't do. When you when you put multiple heads on a on a project. Um except for, you know, maybe make enough money to <laughs> to survive San Francisco. But I don't know, Bizarre Cafe is actually doing I think it's doing pretty well. Its business is growing. It needs to keep growing, but like it has that upward momentum that um so yeah, my our friends Josh and Razan ended up buying the cafe after the old owners retired last year. And like I said, they met at the open mic. And uh and so that, you know, that brought them together. The cafe brought them together and now they're keeping it alive. They're putting, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into making it run and making it this beautiful place that's also, you know, it doesn't just have all the qualities that are intrinsic to the location, um, but just like it has has that. I mean, it has that atmosphere that you need that you get from the people who work there, and also like really good coffee and food, even if it's you know it's a cafe in San Francisco. So, you know whatever whatever you're looking for, it may not f- tick all the boxes, but it will um, it will be good no matter what just like everyone that we know that plays music they're gonna be good i think all the all the all the people who show up at the open mic like there's everyone is so talented i get so excited i get so excited when i see a new face because usually like like it's it's gonna be a really good show um and seeing and like while my friends are really talented like seeing new people is so exciting um you just gotta hope that they're they're nice people. Some people are mean. <laughs> and yeah. as your open mic host, like, don't be mean to the host because then, you know, they're they're not going to make it easy for you to come back. That doesn't happen often. That like Especially not in Bizarre. No. I've seen it. something at another open mic. It's pretty strange and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy gave me his hat. It was interesting. The guy had given me his hat outside. I was hanging out with my guitar, playing the guitar. <laughs> in a suit and he had this Krispy Kreme hat it was brand new I don't know where he got it from and then he put it on my head he's like it looks good on you you could keep this and then he went in and so I was just like oh this is so nice this stranger just gave me this hat 
And then he was up on stage and like screaming these sexist, racist things on stage. And I'm just I think like, I oh heard no, about that. where did I get this hat from? <laughs> oh my God. Bad juju. No. Yeah. Maybe the hat was was keeping him in, keeping him sane. And then he gave away the hat. It was his magic hat. <laughs> it's the sanity hat. You still have it? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I use it. I've been using it for my do-rag for the past three months. <laughs> I don't have enough time to blow dry my hair. I just kind of comb it back and put a hat on. Yeah. Head over to Bazaar. Yeah. The you first... don't even look fancy. <laughs> the first time that I played at Bazaar, I remember it was this different kind of outer body experience. Um, especially, you know, because a lot of these open mics, like you'd mentioned, they do covers. Mm-hmm. But for this, it's all, it's just so real. It's a real feeling. And I, really strongly recommend it all the listeners to go check out this open mic on, on Thursday um what are the signups are they are they this the, the signups will you sign up for the next week so when you go for the first time you sign up for the next week mm-hmm. and you can get an alternative list yeah so it's unlike any other open mic in San Francisco yeah I mean if you show up that night and you're not on the list we'll make sure you play um I feel like another thing that creates that that weird feeling as a performer though is the fact that it's acoustic that there's no amplification and part of it is because of the size of the room like you don't need amplification for that room but we also make sure like when when you're in a business and it gets full of people like they can start talking and drowning out um drowning out the performer and so like you turn the volume up but we don't have that option in an acoustic venue so we make sure everybody quiets down and that's something that i don't see a lot at least not in the Bay Area. And so we we call it, it's a listening room. It's a place where you can go and actually listen to music and listen to the performers, where everyone in that room is there to pay attention. And and so it can be, like, even after performing a lot and hosting my own open mic, I also started an open mic in Hayes Valley at another cafe I was working at a few years ago. Oh, my God. That was, that was like five, six years ago. <laughs> It was wow. so long ago. Um, Barack speaking Obama of bl- was still president. <laughs> I know. Oh, the days. These days really do bleed together. Um, Back when uh, brass tax was Marlena still, I think. You remember that in Hayes Valley? Yeah. Brass tax. It was, it was a yeah, uh, yeah. Was such a bummer. One of my best friends in college. Her name is Marle- Marlena. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I saw the first time I saw that that bar like i took a picture because like yeah because it's not a very common name yeah that's a bummer that went under as one yeah. of those yeah the cafe i hosted an open mic at isn't isn't there anymore either it's Hayes, Hayes valley especially has changed a lot over the years but like i was you know i was doing so much music there and playing around and like and I, you know, I've been performing since I was little. I've always loved performing. And so, you know, you get used to those performance nerves. But when I would go back to Bizarre Cafe, they would always get worse. It was always like, I would always get all shaky. And, you know, you perform through it. And most of the time, you know, people in the audience can't tell when you're nervous like that. Um, like, and, you know, you see newbies all the time being like, oh, my God, I was so nervous. It totally screwed me up. And I'm like, you sounded great. I mean, we can't tell. You're playing original music. Like, we don't know where you forgot words unless you say, oh, crap, I forgot the words, which is also really cute. I kind of love it when people do that. But, uh, but yeah, like, there's something about that room because everyone's paying attention. 
and it does feel really vulnerable that I would get more nervous there than I would get most other places. I don't know. Do you ever feel that? Yeah, I know. I, uh, I definitely, it was a feeling that I, I could almost go back in time. The first open mic that I did at Bazaar and I signed up a, a week in advance and I was the first person and I live in Bernal Heights. So I was, remember I was cruising. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, am I even going to make it there on time? And I remember uh, calling Oscar, um, some, one of the workers Oscar. at the cafe, and saying, hey, man, you know what? I'm stuck in traffic. I'll be there as soon as I can. So I remember thinking it was suspenseful. It was like, <laughs> am I even going to be able to make it there on time? And so I walked in right at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. and just went right into it. And it was a, it was a rush. It felt like Keanu Reeves on speed or something. <laughs> it was just like... Yeah, you're on that bus and then all of a sudden I've been all these people playing this open mic I was just like I think I was even wearing a track suit or so I think I was just I remember like, that yeah oh man people yeah. were looking at me like where did this guy come from he's like oh man yeah so I know this uh this album um I know you've been put a lot of work in it it's very well done um do you want to you want to play another song one more song yeah what do you think I think we might be able to do two more okay we'll see well, at least do this one. Which was it called? Oh, I'll play it. All right. Alice in Wonderband, Mutiny Radio. I had to fade away. I had to drown myself in something. Some beer. And a bottle of Just enough to keep me going Or enough to end this day To end this life It's Hamlet's
Wow. That was a great song. I really liked that outro too. That was all Tommy's idea. Yeah. Yeah, it was but it it fits. It fits with the song for sure. Um but yeah, we I worked with a cellist on that song for the first time. It had always been a dream to have cello or violin on that track. And I got my friend um Brendan Scubo, who I know through Hawks he's in a band called Hoxton Mob. They're freaking awesome. Um so yeah, he's the cellist on that. So yeah, we were trying to figure out how to put all these parts together because we arranged it in studio. And that's what Tommy came up with at the end. Yeah, it was really great. But that song, uh, it's called Hamlet's Line. And that one, it, I wrote, you know, a good decade or so ago too. Um, like all the songs on this record span a whole bunch of time. It's called Capricorn because I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> And I actually have a couple songs um, that are about birthdays. Um, then they're kind of they're kind of more lighthearted songs. Um, but yeah, I wanted to put them on the record and just kind of everything is about birthdays and my birthday and Capricorn and me and just kind of a very loose theme of being autobiographical because most of my songs are. And that song, I've something that I've I've always had a connection to is Shakespeare. Uh, I. I love Shakespeare. I started reading Shakespeare when I was 10 and uh, did a lot of theater, a lot of Shakespearean theater. That's uh, that's my background. And so that, you know, for me, I felt like, oh, this is an obvious reference, but I don't know if everyone knows what Hamlet's line is. Uh, yeah. Do you know? That's to great. Be, no, we I, to be or not to be. But yeah, yeah, that's a great one. You know, I, I think because Shakespeare is one of those things that's just like, it's so deeply rooted in, in everyone, especially like American culture. I feel like, you know, when you're a kid, Shakespeare, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, European culture probably yeah. a lot more than us. But yeah, like Shakespeare is, is Shakespeare's just been famous for, you know, five, six hundred years. But, um, but yeah, I was just referencing the Hamlet soliloquy where he's contemplating suicide because... That's what the song is about. It's me contemplating suicide. And uh, I'm not trying to be vague about it in the song, but I don't know how much, you know, how much those references come clear. But it was, for me, it was just, it was just putting to words like a very, very specific experience of like one night just being so riled up in my depression like feeling so spiraled downwards and and like and I drank I drank some beer and a bottle of wine that's actually it was one beer and a bottle of wine oh, but wow. I realized that for you most people that's not a lot <laughs> I'm just a big lightweight um but yeah like it was I had drunk some alcohol by myself which I'd never do and that it just let me get so wrapped up in my thoughts and my feelings and those those voices in your head saying like you're not good enough and and life is too hard and you can't make it and and so there was also this bottle of pills um that i had thought about taking and it's not the first time i've done that part of what led me to living in group homes in high school was was um was a series of stints in psychiatric institutions, actually, as an adolescent. Um, and the first time I ever went to a, 
a psych ward or mental hospital, whatever you call it, was when I was 12 and I overdosed. Um, that's a whole story in and of itself too. Um, but you know, there was, it was a kind of a childhood just full of being sad that grew into an adolescence where those chemicals in your brain just kind of send you out of control. And there's a lot of suicidal thoughts and, uh, and I would always get over them and I would always get help. I, you know, I ended up getting help and for me, like going to group homes was an amazing experience. It's one of the best things that happened to me. You know, that's the same thing I say about going to Shakespeare camp. It was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And, uh, but those feelings are still, are still there sometimes. Um, like even now they get, they get really bad, but I, I have so much experience with them, like feeling that way since I was, I remember, I remember clearly being like five years old and, and crying myself to sleep, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And like that voice is still in my head, but I also know how temporary it is. Cause you know, I'm, I'm almost 34 now. Like I, I can, I can wait. I have a lot of patience. It's why I'm a teacher. Like I have a lot of patience. I can get through those periods, but this song very specifically is about, it's just about one night where I felt that and, and it was hard to wait it out, but I did. And then the sun rose and I was on the other end and I was still alive. So how do you do it when you're, when you're going through this kind of, um, this deep state of depression, you said, I mean, how do you, how do you get through that? I mean, it sounds like with this song, you're able to get through that. Maybe this is your way of, of getting through that. That's like, is, is art kind of your outlet for that? Is that part of it or? Definitely part of it. And not just creating art. Like I think I always struggled with wanting to be an artist at such a young age that, um, that I thought about like, well, but I, I have all the choices I can make in the world. You know, I'm in fourth grade. I can be a doctor. I can be a scientist, but like, I really want to be an actor. I really want to write. And, um, and I realized that there is something very important that, that the world needs that we can't, we can't survive, especially the way that the world is now. We can't survive without art. And I know that because other people's art got me through those periods when I was in a teenager and when I was in my lowest points. And sometimes it's, it's, it's more of a coping mechanism. That's, that's just as hurtful as that is, as is helpful. But you know, those kinds of addictions, um, like I love TV shows. I can just binge watch. Luckily now that's a normal thing to binge watch television. And so like, I don't feel like as much of a freak as like what I did my freshman year of high school and just stayed home for like six months. There was literally four months where I like didn't leave the house as, you know, as a 14 year old. Cause I was just that depressed. And all I did was watch things. And that was definitely an extreme, you know, that's going to such an extreme, but that kind of thing, like I can still use that as a coping mechanism now. And it doesn't make me feel like a freak. Like I, like I did then. Um, but that's the same, that kind of action is the same kind of coping mechanism as drinking or drugs or 
you know, all, you know, all those kinds of yeah. addictions, those are a way to fill self-medicate to self-medicate to, to, to fill this void that just leaves, leaves you in pain. So we got to do something to alleviate the pain. And luckily that's something that, you know, like I feel so grateful for the vices that I have. Like I don't drink a lot. I don't really do any drugs. And there's all these labels too that come along these stigmas that come along with it. It's like, you know, if you drink, you're an alcoholic. If you, you don't drink and then you're bipolar, <laughs> it's just like, there's always some sort of thing. And I feel like, like Street you mentioned, edge. like yeah. whether it's alcohol or whatever it is, it's self-medication for something else. And if you, you know, once you label someone an alcoholic or being bipolar or any of this kind of, it's, it's very stigmatizing and mm -hmm. you can feel attacked, you know, I, I feel like. But so, I just think it shouldn't, it shouldn't be taboo though. I mean, that's why I want to talk about, that's what, what is the helpful thing about art is when I, when I use it as an escape mechanism, as I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to escape my daily life into a fantasy world. Like that doesn't help. It helps me get through the day, but it doesn't help. It doesn't, it doesn't solve the problems that are causing me to feel that way in the first place. Um, but there are a lot of things about art that do. You know, it being able to write this song and being able to to have that catharsis and to be able to share those feelings, be able to tell people what I'm going through and being able to see other people go through those things and have it not be taboo, right? It's normal that we feel this way. Unfortunately, it's getting more and more normal in the climate of the world today. There are a lot of people dealing with depression and You're not alone. anxiety. <laughs> We're just all the listeners out there, yeah. I know it's it's everyone's got it and so I feel like you know when we were just talking about I feel like no matter what you do you're gonna you're gonna let you don't want to you don't want to label someone so the way that I've kind of been all the pressure my way of dealing with myself is you know everyone has an alcohol problem everyone mm -hmm. has ADD and everyone's bipolar everyone has a certain level of something that way nobody feels like they're being um, put into a corner or, or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's like they have some... a problem. They are not and the problem. That's a big problem. You know, I feel like you know, and every family has challenges and, and issues. But you know, when a family wants to form an intervention for their their kid or or dad or mom or whatever, that when somebody is, it almost feels like you're being attacked or mm -hmm. portrayed or you know, betrayed by someone and that intensifies the feeling of what you're going through and I uh I don't know it the mental the mental health thing is such a is such a huge uh challenge that we face as a community mm -hmm. as a country and a world maybe a universe too there's probably alien little bipolar aliens out there <laughs> but um but I mean that's a that's a weird thing too because that's not that's not my experience I, I feel like I'm almost coming from the opposite place where like I love I love my family. I feel like I've I'm I'm so lucky for having been born into the family that I have and into the life that I was raised in. But, you know, every person is flawed. Every human has a problem. I feel like, you know, I I'm a strong believer in therapy. I go to therapy every week. Hopefully, sometimes I miss it when I'm like not doing well, like I have been lately. I missed a lot of therapy appointments, but I went last week. Well, you and... seem fine. <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, and that's what I was, that's what I was thinking too, is like last Thursday, I was, was feeling especially just wrung out. Like I, and, and I, I've been dealing with a lot of, um, stress and anxiety just cause I work way too much and I've been working on that. I'm trying to work less. Um, so you might not see me at the cafe as much these days. I'm not going to be behind the counter at Bazaar, but, um, but one of the downsides of working less is that I don't have as much money and I already wasn't doing great with money. Like it's, you know, it's just really expensive town and I don't have a lot of those skills. Um, and, and I just was having so much trouble getting out of bed and, like that happens because I don't get a lot of sleep. I I'm I have to be out of the house most of the time. And so when I am home, like I have trouble getting out of bed because I'm like, yeah, of course. But it didn't feel that way. In my head, I was like, I don't just feel tired. I feel like I don't want to face the world. It's it's not just tired not getting out burnout. of bed. It's burnout. It's it's like I just I wish I didn't have to exist right so now. It's compounded like there's multiple things, but I I feel like that is a huge you know especially being in San Francisco I think a lot of people could relate um, you know working two three jobs yeah, but being able to put a word on it that day and be like this is depression this isn't just burnout this is this is how my depression manifests and that helped a lot able to put a word on it sometimes it it does help i felt a lot like i felt a lot lighter since in the last week like maybe it also helps that like i'm not as broke as i was the week before like i've caught up with my money oh. and <laughs> and solved some some financial issues that i was having because man money really stresses it's like one of the biggest stress factors i think that we don't even think about because it's just we have to we have to have it we have to deal with it our money run our our world runs on money so unfortunately we have to think about it all the time so thinking about thinking about it is just that's not going to help but yeah it was it was a big relief and and just thinking like oh yeah i'm this doesn't have to be normal like this is this is me at a low place and I can raise myself out of it. And something that I explain it as a lot is that like, I want this to be my rock bottom. Like it could get way worse. Sure. Yeah. But I don't want to think about that. I want this to be the lowest low and then go up from there. And it's been a lifelong cycle. Like I'll hit rock bottom and go, I have to change. I have to do something about this. It's really hard. It's pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, you know, to like be the depressed person and go, I have to not be so depressed. Like, how do you do that? And sometimes the only way I can find that motivation is to just be like, I can't accept this getting any worse. But in the past, getting worse has been this song Hamlet's line, feeling like if I can't get any better, I'm gonna swallow a bottle of pills and die. And it's like, wait, no, that's not acceptable. I'm not going to do that. And so every, every year that goes by, I'll hit those lows and be like, this isn't as low as it was before, but I don't want to be there again. I want this to be the bottom. I don't ever want to hit the very, very rock bottom because 
that's like, what is that? I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't like that can just be a mystery. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, being on the opposite end, I feel like, um, uh, I feel like I might personally, I don't know, I know that every artist like has a different way and, and that's what it is, is if you're an artist underneath it all, you're a person too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm looking at this outside of the box, just, you know, for example, the Beatles, I mean, just a band that everyone is familiar with. You look at, you know, this Fantastic Four and you see, you know, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Fantastic Four is a comic book superhero team. Yeah. The Fab Four. Oh, the, is that what it is? They are fantastic. Yeah. So, so in that. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at this from outside of the box and you, you know, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, John Lennon, and Ringo Starr were in the biggest band of all time. Mm -hmm. But underneath it all, there, there are people. And I think especially, you know, people, the front men, you know, front person, you know, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, those are the main, you know, well, my points. favorite's George. But... Yeah, George is great. <laughs> uh, that you see and you look at the life, the lives that both of them have lived. You look at Paul McCartney's life and his, his family, like you're saying, every family has, has issues, has challenges. But you look at his life and his, his family's very well together. And you look at John Lennon's life and you see his childhood and how, you know, um, dismantled it was. I think he lost his mom or, or you know, someone in his family. Had, yeah, so it was deep. And so you, you put that out, I mean, it was before my time, but, you know, and that's the same thing as like artists and people, they have different ways of dealing with things. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, and you and I are both, you know, artists and we hang out with a lot of artists. Um, for me, in my artistic mind, what I'm doing when I when I create a piece is I'm imagining this world that I want to be in, and I don't know. It's like this thing, like you man, like you were talking about you, you you imagine like this this is rock bottom. This is this isn't gonna get. I'm not gonna get any lower than this point, and just push yourself. Um, and you know, I'm just thinking about just like more mainstream, maybe so the listeners could could get it. It's like you know, Lady Gaga, you know, beautiful and filthy rich. Like, was she filthy rich when she wrote that song? She probably, I don't know. She could have been just no. broke and and wrote that song. She imagined, who knows? We got to get Lady Gaga on the show. That'd be pretty funny. I all definitely we, know she's all had the girls out here love her. I love her. Yeah, I, she's definitely had her issues with depression and anxiety and bullying um she was bullied in like high school and or college and uh yeah i think mental health is definitely something that um needs to be discussed more i think a lot of people you know a lot of the listeners maybe out there now we got thirty thousand downloads on this show a couple yeah. weeks ago thank you for listening um but you know the listeners listening in is that you're not alone i mean Everyone has, you have something and I don't know, instead of looking at it as a, a disease, look at it as it's a gift. You know I mean? Like it's a, it's a thing of you able to take this, you could twist it and make, make something out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really enjoyed this. So we are winding down to the end of the show. Would you like to play uh, one more song for our listeners? Yeah. I was thinking, uh, another one. That would work. It's called Detour. Um, go the other way. And um, 
it is it's a song of kind of about believing in myself so it's the it's that other side of the depression and it features my best friend michelle louise on harmonies oh nice so maybe we'll see a bizarre cafe next thursday for sure i'll be there go for the first time put your name in get an alternative list looking forward to this song
download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke 
workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today.
Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Find you down with 
Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Sub- 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month. Business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hello, poppies. You are listening to Pop Out the Sound of Musical Curiosity. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Bear, and I'm back. Yes. From Ireland. I can testify that uh, that you are back. That I am actually here. Yes, back from Ireland. Well, what a great time. And um, just a little anecdote. The Irish. Fine. You got women, you got women on your mind. 
have a drop Go out and see what you can find If a daddy's rich, take her out for a meal If a daddy's poor, just do what you feel Speed along the lane, you can down or a ton of 25 When the sun goes down, you can make it, make it good and lay by When I dread people, when I dirty, when I mean we do as we please when the weather's fine we go fishing or go swimming in the sea we're always happy last we're living yeah that's our philosophy sing along with us dee 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 da 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 yeah we're happy happy da da da
It's changing now, you're part of a crowd. They're laughing at something, the music's loud. A girl comes towards you, you once used to know. You reach out your hand, but you're all alone. Station on for Rodney on the Rock. 